0: This podcast is being brought to you by Shambhala Publications, publisher of a new book by Ken Wilber entitled The Religion of Tomorrow. Please listen to podcast number 631 where Ken Wilber and Greg Voicen explore the many facets of the religion of tomorrow. In this podcast interview, Ken discusses that the religions of today will need to embrace the discoveries of science and the insights of psychology to offer an integral approach, which will bring together the wisdom of many paradigms while respecting the individuality of the seekers if they are to thrive in the coming age. Over 70% of the world's population is at a fundamentalist stage of development where their religion is taken as the literal word of God. Ken states that we need to help this population embrace a more inclusive view that will curb violent and global conflict. If you want to learn more about Ken's perspective, please join us for a lively and engaging dialogue about the religion of tomorrow, which is available wherever books are sold. Please listen to podcast number 631. Thank
1: you for listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voicin, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And uh, Andy, as I do every time I come on these shows, because without my faithful listeners around the world, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. Um, I'm always amazed that, you know, I'm almost in my 11th year of doing this and 630 plus podcasts. Um, I don't know how I withstood the test of time here, but I'm still out there and people are still listening. That's a good thing. So today joining me is Andy Malensky, Ph.D. Andy has written a new book called Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge and build confidence. Well, Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, and I'm going to let my listeners know about you. You've got an interesting background, and by the way, for my listeners, you can go to Andy's website, which is andymolensky, M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y, .com. At that website, I just want to encourage everybody, there is really just a plethora of resources. There's a resource section in there. Uh, Andy, you've done a great job on this uh, uh, site, Uh, questions for stepping outside your comfort zone, cultural calls from around the world, the cultural quiz, the celebrity quiz, and the feedback quiz, just to name a few. But Andy does give you lots of blog entries, and it's a great website. So I just want to let my listeners know that Andy is an award-winning author and professor of psychology and organizational behavior at Brandeis University's International Business School where he specializes in behavioral change and cross-cultural interaction in business settings. He writes regularly for the Harvard Business Review and has worked and been featured in the New York Times, The Economist, Fast Company, Fortune, Financial Times, the Boston Globe, as well as NPR. Uh, he lives in uh, Boston area and speaks regularly to a wide range of professionals. He obviously is out on LinkedIn, uh, you can get him on Twitter at Andy Malinsky, uh, Facebook Malensky Andy. Uh, so, those are the places you go if you want to learn more about Andy. So, you admittedly, uh, even though you're a professor, had a bit of difficulty with, you know, your own stepping outside of your own comfort zone. And I often find that uh, what uh, writers write is what they need to learn. Tell us why you wrote this book and a little bit about your own history and how this has helped you um actually move out of your own comfort zone.
2: Yeah, that's I think that's true. I think writers write, you know, what what, what the what is meaningful to them and what sometimes what they struggle with. And I think that holds true for researchers too. I think researchers are often driven by things that that they struggle with in their lives and that they really want to figure out, and so that's definitely the case for me. I've 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 always struggled stepping outside my comfort zone, but I've always been super attuned to it. Um, you know, I was the kid in class and college uh, who who never raised his hands. Now I have to say, you know, this is, this is aging me a little bit. You know, nowadays I teach college classes and, in in and also MBA classes and, you know, class participation's important and it's a big part of people's grades. But, you know, back when I was in college, it wasn't as much, but still people would participate, but I definitely wouldn't. I would be afraid. My, my cheeks would get red. I might even potentially start to raise my hand, but then I'd put it down. Um, that continued in social settings. I was a little bit shy. I wasn't, Comfortable at all networking, transitioning from the world of like being a student to the professional world was really hard. I remember trying to teach my first class once I got my PhD and I stepped into an MBA classroom and I felt like a, you know, a complete imposter, you know, wannabe. Like, like, I remember someone mentioned like, hi, professor. And like, I looked behind me, I was like, who are they talking to? Oh, wait, that's me. (laughs) Like, you know, so I, I, uh, I absolutely, you know, I could go on and on, but, but I, I, I have struggled um, stepping outside my comfort zone. And I think it's, it's really driven me in my, in my research and my writing, my self-exploration to really try to understand um, what the challenges are and how, how people can overcome it. You know, there are, there, there's a lot on the internet about it, a lot of memes, a lot of uh, motivational sayings and so on. And, you know, there's a grain of truth to some of those, but I think a lot of them are incomplete as well.
1: Well, and I would agree, and I think that, you know, for everybody, this, you know, speakers that have to get on a platform, you know, they ask about their butterflies in their stomach, Uh, there probably isn't anybody out there uh, that doesn't have that fear of speaking, right? And I've taught uh, and been in Dale Carnegie courses, uh, so I understand the issue, and, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that everybody has that fear. Now, you tell stories in the introduction of the book about people that were afraid to step out of their comfort zone and in so doing, missed opportunities. And, you know, one of this was around the story about the Facebook thing. Why do you recommend to the listeners out there to move beyond this comfort zone? And how do you suggest that they feel safe? Because, look, this is this is a big issue. It doesn't matter how big somebody is, an actor, a speaker, Uh, somebody who has to uh, fire somebody as you recommend, or you, you have a story in the book. It's a very tough thing to do. Um, What are some of the, what are some of the secrets, Andy? Well, first of all, I'd say,
2: you know, like if you look on the internet and you Google comfort zone, you're going to find like, you know, step outside your comfort zone, you know, life doesn't begin until the edge of your comfort zone and so on and so forth. I mean, I think the reality is, is that you know, to grow and learn and develop and achieve your potential and so on. I think that there are times and places where it, it probably does behoove you to step outside your comfort zone for me to become what I am today, which is an author. And I speak, I do keynote speaking and training and companies and I do coaching and all these things. And I have to tell you, I was terrified to do every single one of them before I did them. And if I never stepped outside my comfort zone, I never would be doing what I'm doing. I'd never be talking to you right now, but You know, I should also say that you need to pick your spots. It's not that you just jump off a cliff in in every situation. there are certain times and occasions and situations where it might make sense to stay right in your comfort zone for the time being there are other times when it might make sense to take the leap and then to be smart about how you take the leap right you're not going to go if you're a if you're a sports fan you're not going to jump from high school to the major leagues although you know in a few rare cases people do that usually it's you know you go to the minor leagues and you practice and you um, hone your skills and you build your confidence like like a muscle and so on. And so finding a way to kind of edge yourself out of your comfort zone, I think is really important as well. So, you know, it's a complex, it's a complex topic in the book. I try to actually make it quite simple by talking about like what the challenges are and how to overcome them. But I would not say to everyone listening that the bottom line is, you know, go run through a wall and step outside your comfort zone. You know, that's the
1: answer. Well, let's talk about that because you've identified four challenges and the first one is authenticity challenge. Um, now when somebody hears the word authenticity, um, obviously our press is full filled with news today about what's going on uh, about, you know, someone being authentic when you really look at it from a true sense of leadership. What is it like? Um, what What would you tell the listeners out there listening out there um, about authenticity and what are we what should we do um, as individuals and become as individuals to express this uh, level of authenticity because this is a challenge you have four major challenges identified in the book
2: yeah so so the challenges the, these are basically what I call like psychological roadblocks these are the reasons why people, Are scared to step outside their comfort zone. Why they avoid doing it? One of one of them is authenticity for sure. The idea that you know this 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 how I need to act in this situation does not feel like me. This is not me. You know, I feel like an imposter uh, speaking up in a meeting or giving a speech or putting up putting on my grown up voice, pitching to venture capitalists or whatever your situation is. I don't feel authentic. But it's not just that. It's also competence is a second challenge that I I I don't think I can do this well. And by the way, I have a feeling other people can tell I can't do it well. And that's, that's a real impediment. So you've got authenticity, you've got competence Another ones, likability, the worry that people won't like, or will even hate this version of me. They won't respect this version of me that I'm trying to, where I'm trying to step outside my comfort zone. Um, And that I find is a real big challenge. And then the fourth sort of major one is what I'd call resentment, Mm -hmm. which is, Some people, you know, deep down, you know, when in Rome act like the Romans, maybe logically, you know, you need to adapt and adjust in whatever situation it might be. But deep down, you might be resentful about the fact you have to do it in the first place. And so, you know, this makes it hard for people.
1: Well, you know, you have loaded this book with stories, all kinds of great stories. And I think that's a great way to let our listeners know and the readers know, um, the challenges that people have. Now, you state that the second challenge you just talked about was likability. Can you tell the listeners a story about Annie Jones and why we need to adopt uh, to become, a, really, to become more likable? Um, I think it's a, it's a big issue, and it's an issue that a lot of people have and they struggle with.
2: Yeah, this particular story actually was was one of the more poignant stories I heard. I kind of carry it throughout the book. It's a story about um this woman Annie Jones who worked um as a as a um client uh, manager at a high net worth investment firm. So in other words, her job was to get really rich people to invest money in the firm. That was essentially her job, which made which 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 was about building relationships and building trust and meeting with clients. The protocol at the firm was to bring a portfolio manager with her. So she was the relationship person, and then there was a portfolio manager, and she needed – that was sort of the way that it worked at the firm. So she needed to bring this guy along. His name was Rick Schmitz, and it turns out that he was a total jerk. Actually, something worse, but I know this is a G-rated podcast. (laughs) Uh, He was a total jerk. He would undermine her. Uh he um if if a client um cared about taxes, let's say, that was a big issue for the client, and Annie would prep Rick ahead of time and say, Rick, listen, this client really, really uh cares about taxes. Make sure you're really sensitive about that. Rick my, Rick would say to Annie beforehand, he'd sort of dismiss it and say, Oh yeah, no problem, Annie. No, I got it, I got it. And then in the client meeting, he would ignore and dismiss and almost ridicule the idea of taxes. He would totally undermine Annie in front of this conversation in, in, in this conversation. And it, it got and this is just one example. That that's the tip of the iceberg. It got to the point where Annie was livid. I mean, you could you could imagine being in that situation, being undermined, embarrassed, ashamed, um, you know and, and so Annie, Annie desperately wanted to confront Rick. And and by the way, eventually she did. But at first, she struggled with the fact this likability challenge. She was afraid that Rick would think that she, that she was a jerk, that she was a jerk for confronting him. When in in fact, obviously, he's the unlikable one, he's the jerk. And so, you know, that's one example. There are many examples of people worried about stepping outside of their comfort zone because of how they fear other people will see them. Well, and the, so retru-
1: I- the retribution of, of that. Um, you know again, uh, millions of Americans are tuned in to Comey's testimony today. That was that's the same similar thing, kind of the fear of retribution um, that that could occur. And maybe not at that scale. We're not at this scale, but you know, I give this guy credit actually for stepping up and doing what he's done. But you know, you you have those challenges, and you know, you you talk about three resources that will assist the listener in developing solutions. And I mean, this is loaded with stories. But I want to make sure we get to the to the resources. Um, those three resources are conviction, customization, and clarity. What is it about these three resources, in your estimation, that will help our listeners move? out of their comfort zone and just you can talk about them generally
2: Yeah, sure. So just briefly, conviction is critical. It's like having, it's having a deep sense of purpose in, in why it's worth doing what you're doing. When of course what you're doing is basically saying yes to something when every bone in your body is saying no, like stepping into that networking event when you are desperately afraid of pitching and promoting yourself and making small talk with people you don't know. But that conviction, that sense of purpose, um, you know, and, and sometimes that's, that's, that's professional. You know, I, I, I've i always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and if this is what it takes, you know, gall darn it, I'm going to do it. It could also be personal. It could be, you know what, I always, and this, this is true for me, you know, I, I've got some ki- I've got kids, I've got two kids, and and I'm always trying to coax them outside their comfort zone, and then if their dad is afraid to do stuff outside his comfort zone, what kind of a role model am I? I, I, I personally, actually, me, I always think of that. And that, that's my source of conviction, my strongest. But whatever it is for you, locate your source of conviction and embrace it. The second one is customization. And this, I have to say, is probably the most kind of exciting and surprising element of the research that I did here, which was customization is the idea that you can find a way to tweak your situation, whatever situation it is, if it's networking, if it's small talk, if it's delivering bad news, if it's public speaking, if it's being assertive, whatever it is that's outside your comfort zone, there's no one size fits all way to do it. There are ways that you can customize it, even in minor little ways, through your body language, through your regular language, through timing, through you know, setting up the context in a certain way, there are, by bringing a prop to the situation. There are all sorts of ways that you can customize it to make it just a little bit easier for you, and I've got tons of examples and stories in the book about that. The last is clarity. So you've got conviction, that sense of purpose. You've got customization, the ability to sort of to tweak it in a way that works for you. And then you've got clarity, which is basically the idea that oftentimes when we're afraid of something, we do what psychologists say catastrophize. We look at the absolute worst case Um, situation or scenario, clarity is finding that more realistic middle ground, right? Sort of like if I'm giving a speech and I'm terrified of giving speeches and you might, your worst case scenario is you're going to faint on stage and make a complete fool of yourself and never be able to speak again. That would be your anxiety talking in your worst case. Clarity is having more of a realistic middle ground perspective. You know, you're probably not going to be a Ted talker the very first time you step on stage, but also you're probably not going to be a complete failure, it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, right? You're going to do some things that are good, some things that aren't as good. You'll learn a lot. And the next time you'll probably be better. And so that's clarity. And I found that people who were able to develop that sense of clarity were most successful stepping outside their comfort zones.
1: Well, obviously those three resources helped to make it easier for people to take that step outside their comfort zone. You know, it's just, you just have to have kind of a, you know, you look at this, it's almost like a little mantra that you've created around this as well. And, you know, you talk about the amazing power of simply taking a leap. Um, how do you help our listeners understand the consequences of taking a leap and reducing the risks that exist in their mind? Because the reality is look, you're the psychologist, this is all something that we make up in our mind. Um, as soon as we can learn to overcome that through some certain techniques, we can take these leaps of faith, even though maybe calculated a little bit more easily. What are, what are you going to suggest to our listeners, Andy? So uh, here,
2: here's, here's the deal. When you, when, you, when you do it, many of us do, me included sometimes, avoid. When you avoid something outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. all it does is it makes it harder to do. So imagine you're afraid of a snake and you avoid that snake. The next time you encounter that snake, it's going to be harder to deal with a snake or even to step towards the snake. Now, if if it's actually a literal snake, you know, fine, you can avoid it because you probably don't need to confront snakes. But what if your metaphorical snake is small talk or networking or promoting yourself or interviewing or whatever it might be? The idea is that you you have to try to break the cycle and actually try to actually give it a shot, take the leap. And so what's what's and so the tools that I talked about, conviction, customization, and clarity are all geared towards Nudging you towards taking the leap and what I found is that when people and I interviewed lots of people from lots of situations I also by the way work very closely with people one-on-one on these very same topics And what I see time and time again is that when people are able to take that leap they make two Discoveries often make two very interesting important discoveries number one This isn't as hard as I thought it was I can't tell you how many times I've heard that number two I'm actually a little bit better at this than I thought I was. And when you have those discoveries, they're very powerful because they don't cause you to avoid. They actually cause you to approach. They cause you to try it again. And then you're getting into a virtuous positive cycle of trying and experimenting and learning as opposed to that avoidance cycle before. That's why conviction, clarity and customization are so important because they nudge you towards taking that leap.
1: Well, now, in the book, it's interesting about talking about taking a leap and uh, building resilience. And you have a quote in here. It was from Richard Branson. I just thought it was really interesting. For my listeners, it's on page 190. And Branson says, if somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure you can do it, say yes. Then learn how to do it later. And then you go on to say, in certain situations, especially when the unique opportunity is exceeding far outside your comfort zone, this could be a recipe for failure. That's why just right commitments are so essential. What are just right commitments?
2: So anyone who has kids uh, or works with kids will know the idea of a just right book your child is in elementary school and they're learning to read and teachers this is like a term they use is try to find a just right book what that means is that this is a book that is a little bit of a stretch but still within the sort of possible reading zone of the child so that they'll 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 retain a sense of confidence but also grow and learn you're not going to you're not going to throw you know a huge t- home at a 12 year old that they won't be able to read that will then sort of have them lose confidence in their ability to read. You want to find a just right book. And so using that analogy, I think it's critical for us all to find just right situations for ourselves to practice. If you're terrified of public speaking and that's your bugaboo, that's your situation outside your comfort zone. Don't sign up for a TEDx talk. Don't sign up for a TED talk. I mean, ultimately that's your goal maybe, which is awesome. But the, what your goal should be, I think, is to try to find a just right speaking situation, right? Maybe you sign up for Toastmasters. Maybe you give a speech in your in your unit at work, in your small group at work, maybe at a lunch and learn session. Maybe then you graduate to something a little bit bigger and you inch more and more over time and your just right situation is going to become more challenging over time, right? And so that's what I mean by a just right situation. So if you just leap into the most difficult situation, yeah, it's possible you might succeed and it might be great, but I think there's a much greater likelihood that you'll have a real tough time and you'll probably lose confidence.
1: Now, Andy, let's kind of sum up our interview here and close to your last chapter, you talk about myths and realities and you've uh, identified quite a few myths and the reality, and one of the myths is all it takes is to step outside your comfort zone is taking a leap. What's the reality? That it does uh, require taking a leap, but that
2: there's a lot be there's actually um, a lot behind that leap. Like oftentimes, I think we we um, we we are very attuned to our own struggles our backstage human struggles, but we watch the highlight reels of other people. We don't have access to the, you know, to the struggles of other people. We just see their successes. We see it from a distance. And so I think what, when you see people taking leaps, what you don't realize is the amount of work and effort and experimentation and strategy and, and, and for, you know, going one step forward, two step backs and so on and so forth, all the work that it takes to get to the point of being able to take that leap. So yes, a leap is critical, but what it takes to get there in terms of clarity, conviction, customization, finding just right situations, and so on, is a bit more complex than you see on sort of the motivational posters on the internet.
1: (laughs) I would say that's true. There's a lot of magic that's going on behind the scenes. And let's sum up with this. You say the magic only happens outside your comfort zone. What's the reality, Andy? The
2: reality is that the magic can happen both inside and outside your comfort zone. You know, there's there's it's it, as I said earlier, um, there are certain occasions, certain circumstances when it's quite sensible to stay inside your comfort zone. But then there are other aspects of your life where it's probably worth stepping out of your comfort zone if you want to grow and learn and develop and achieve your goals. So part of your job is to try to distinguish the two. You don't want to rationalize in the sense of like situations where you really probably should be taking the leap if you want to grow. You don't want to rationalize to yourself that oh, no, I don't need to do that. But at the same time, you don't want to push yourself in situations that that, that really are not right for you, that, that probably aren't situations where, you, where, where it behooves you to step outside your comfort zone. So understanding yourself, understanding the challenges, and so then the, ultimately the magic can happen both within and, I'm sorry, inside and outside your comfort zone. That's what I mean. It's a little bit more complicated than, than just step outside your comfort zone and that's it. I think, I think we're, we're a bit more complex than that.
1: We are. And as, as a psychologist, I'm certain you understand that, and you've imparted definitely a lot of your research and wisdom and what you found about this. And for my listeners, uh, we've been speaking with Andy Malensky, PhD. Andy has two books out there. One is called Global Dexterity, How to Adapt Your Behavior Across Cultures Without Losing Yourself in the Process. Uh, and his website. There's a great video there on that one. We've been speaking with Andy today about his book called Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge, and build confidence. This book can be attained at any of your major booksellers. We will be putting links to Amazon on that. Andy, any parting words for our listeners that you'd like to say about we're going to stretch, we're going to reach, we're going to get out of our comfort zone, we're going to build that confidence.
2: Well, uh, all I'd say is, is, is I love being in touch with, with readers and, and with people interested in this topic. Um, I'm actually right in the middle right now of developing some super exciting uh, training, some online training. So if that interests you, if, um, if coaching interests you, or if you want to just check out the tons of free resources that I have my, on my um, website, including blogs and quizzes and so on and so forth and videos, You know, please don't be a stranger. My email is right on my website.
1: Well, Andy, a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth today and taking the time to talk with my listeners. I so appreciate you doing that and reaching out to me as well. Uh, I look forward to doing other interviews with you. And uh, again, for my listeners, the book is Reach. Uh, we'll put a link in the blog entry to Amazon so that you can get a copy of this book. Also, go to Andy's website. It's www.AndyMolensky, and that's M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y. Dot .com Thanks so much Andy Thank you